Welcome to the EA Podcast. In this podcast, we will go over the history of brake pad production, how brake pad materials can be harmful, and government involvement, and what companies can and can't put into their brake pads. We will also cover how in the past, companies have put carcinogens, like asbestos, into their brake pads for monetary purposes. Companies are currently putting harmful chemicals that are known to cause cancer in their brake pads, and getting cancer or other life-threatening diseases by inhaling brake dust or touching brake pads is way more common than you may think. In today's episode, we will go over the history and production of brake pads and show you how they were manufactured, what they were made of, and how production has changed. So sit back and enjoy. Intro music, intro music. So Ellis, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. How's your day been? It's doing good. I'm feeling great. Yeah? You ready to get into the history of brake pads? I am. Can you run us through that a little bit? Yeah, here's a brief history. So, um, the production of asbestos-lined brake pads started in 1901. Uh, the inventor, Herbert Froude, wanted to find a more efficient way to stop motor vehicles. So basically, these brake pads became way more popular after a Jaguar fitted with brake pads, one uh, with... Um, Asbestos-lined brake pads won the 24-hour Le Mans endurance race. And that's pretty cool. I never wow, knew that. that's very interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, so these brake pads just made faster turning and stopping a lot safer, and uh, the asbestos in them helped a lot with heat reduction, so they didn't wear as much. So, Ellis, how were brake pads produced? I've always been curious. So, brake pads have in between 20 to 30 input materials ranging from binding materials, abrasives, lubricants, and metals like iron and coppers. But the binding materials serve to hold everything together, while the abrasive materials, like aluminum oxides, serve to create friction. And those pair very well with the lubricants that create a rust-proof layer. Okay. And the metals that are in the brake pads, those are there to create heat dissipation, which will ultimately increase the effectiveness and pressure. But the brake pad itself goes on a steel backing plate, and those are produced in a 800-ton press, and one brake pad backing plate is produced every second. So. There is a lot of backing plates and a lot of brake pads in the world. Sounds like an expensive machine. Yeah, it is. And we, the, the companies like to use a lot of recycling strategies to reuse their steel as it's very expensive for manufacturing. And I have a little audio clip I'd like to share with you. Okay, I'd love to hear it, Ellis. All right. We don't know how to insert a video clip yet. So basically what that clip is explaining is that many parts are counterfeited and to know that they are not counterfeit, you can trace them back to know what materials and where they are being produced and all the information about the pad itself. And those are very useful and you should always check your serial numbers when you get brake pads as 20 billion plus Jeez. fake parts are produced a year. That's a lot of fake brake pads. Imagine yeah. 
going to stop your car and you realize that you don't have an actual brake pad you just have a piece yeah, of yeah no Whoa. chances are there's probably a fake brake pad in your car right now so but that's besides the point after the brake pads are stamped they go into a laboratory to with cameras in order to make sure that they are the correct measurements for the correct brake brake system on your car and once they are all correct, then they will either be galvanized with these spikes, and basically these spikes serve to hold the pad to the backing plate to eliminate the use of glue. And there are actually many benefits to this. Wait, hold on. Before you talk about that, I, if I heard you correctly, they make specific measurements for each car. So does that mean there's like millions of different type of backing plates or I mean brake pads that they put in each type of car I wouldn't say millions of different but yes there are thousands of different of measurements for each car as the brake disc uh, size changes and the caliper ch size changes so oh. the, yeah the pad needs to be fit to the perfect car and every car mostly has a different brake pad that sounds like a hard job but what are some benefits of galvanized spikes on your backing plate? Well, there are more benefits to getting galvanized brake pads because they're more reliable and persistent. So that means that your pad will last longer because it is more attached to it and secure. And although it costs a lot more to produce and, like, you need to pay for the expensive machinery in order to produce those spikes yeah but it is however a lot more effective thank you for listening to the e and a podcast i hope you tune in next week to find out how inhaling dangerous chemicals found in brake pads like silica dust can cause cancer and the production of brake pads can also put uh, workers in harm's way thank you have a good one the period just ended but i still need to add how they are being disposed of